Ruthann, welcome to Talk CDL. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, I don't even know. What to say. All right. It's good to see you in a good mood. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> Listen, we got a lot to talk about today. I want to talk about AB5. Okay. You got something to do with pot, some marijuana statistics on accident. I do. And and I'd like to hear about that. And also, I, I uh, had Sean Dirksen on the uh, show a little bit earlier, and he um, and I were talking about truck stops. I mean, he had uh, made a rant on Facebook, Sean uh, being the our flatbed friend that has the one-eyed pit bull that travels around the country. You know, Sean, mm-hmm. we met at, you met him at the truck show, but I knew him before that. Anyways, he had, he had gone off on this rant about how truck stops are um, conveniently uh, losing, like, their home feeling. You know what I mean? Like, trying to get a sit-down meal and all, you know. The good food. The good food. Not I'm not talking about, like, McDonald's crap. I'm talking about the good, like you said, the good food. So him and I had a, and I'll be playing that here in a little bit. And uh, other than that, we got a lot to talk about, and I'd like to go ahead and start by mentioning a few sponsors. Go for it. Go for it. So real quick, we've got National Carriers, a, uh, a very convenient reefer company in Dallas, Texas. They have... 400 and some trucks. They're looking for a few students. They're looking for some company drivers and some lease drivers. Call them at 888-311-7076. We also have a company called Carter Lumber. Mm-hmm. Carter Lumber has 160 locations east of the Mississippi, and they're looking for what? They're looking for Class A and Class B. Local drivers only. You can look them up at carterlumber.com forward slash talk CDL. If you're a Class A or Class B driver, go to carterlumber.com forward slash talk CDL. Also, Camion's break-even calculator, Ruthann. I think that is an awesome app. I'm just saying. Very important sponsor. Camion has this break-even calculator. If you're a lease purchase driver, download. It's a free download. Go to Camion, K-A-M-I-O-N dot I-O forward slash talk CDL and download that today and start monitoring uh, how how the uh, calculator has it set up for you to utilize everything to make a profit. Mm-hmm. Also, driving-test.org. It's a, uh, a site that offers free testing, but it also offers a, a program for $49.95, and they guarantee you your money back if you don't pass your Class A CDL. If you're in school, this would really help you pass your test. Go to driving-test.org. Right. Secure that investment. And Ruth, and last but not least, DriveWise, D-R-I-V-E-W-Y-Z-E. It's an app-based uh, program that lets you bypass the scales. Download it today, and within seconds, you could be bypassing the scale house, and that's drivewyze.com. Ruth, and here we go. Here we go. So Sean and I were talking about the the inconvenience of the convenience. Uh, and let me say what, tell you what I mean by that. I believe truck stops are, are almost looking like 7-Eleven anymore. I, I agree. I agree. You and I, we stop at truck stops, even though I'm not a driver anymore. We stop at truck stops all the time. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, get, you know, our gas there, get something to eat there. But how often do we see a restaurant? It's very rare anymore to see a a good old-fashioned truck stop restaurant. 
Exactly. You know, somebody told me, now I haven't been over to the TA in Wildwood, which you and I have been over there several times and ate at the Country Kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you like to get the liver and onions. They don't have it there, though. Or, or what, what did you get there, then? What was it? The, oh, the... the uh, did you get the uh, chicken fried steak or something there? I can't have that. I know, but what did you get? I, I don't remember what I got. <laughs> well, it was a home it, it was a home cooked meal, though. Is what I'm getting at. You got no, I I agree. Yeah, I do usually get something like that. But the manager at the time they were out when I wanted the liver and onions, they didn't have it. But I can tell you, Kelly got the BLT when we were there. Right. So. Just trying to get Ruth Ann to remember eating there. I, I remember eating there many times. We've eaten there quite a few times. I like their salad bar. <laughs> right. And, and and so the convenient, and here's what I'm getting at. And this is what Sean's rant is. And I'll, I'll, I'll be playing Sean's uh, a few uh, uh, seconds or minutes out of Sean's recording. This is what he was saying. This is what I'm saying. A truck driver, you know, you're driving 10 hours, 11 hours, you're working all day, right? And you pull into a truck stop, and like Sean said, all they really want is get the Big Mac, pay for your fuel, and get the hell out of our way. We don't want your money, or or we want your money. That's all we want. He said he even asked a few managers, do you really care about truck drivers? Do you actually care? And, of course, their answer is, oh, yeah, well, without the truck driver, we're nothing. But, you know, it's, it's true. Well, here's what he, but they said, oh, we love the trucker. And I told Sean, I said, love is in the action, not just the word. You don't mm-hmm. just say, I love, I love these people. You show it. That's right. how, that's how we know you love us is when you do things. That's exactly what the definition of love is, is doing. So, you know, when you take away sit down restaurants, mm-hmm. these guys, they pull in, you expect them to go stand in line at Popeye's or Hardee's and eat nothing but greasy fast food. Right. What are you saying to the truck driver? Are you saying I love you to the truck driver? No, Mr. it's I saying don't we don't care about you at all. Yeah, like, bottom line is there's the iron skillets are going away. The country kitchens are going away. Um, I know Pilot, what do they offer? Subways? I mean, honestly and truly, guys, and this here's my suggestion, and, and, and we'll be playing it, but if you're a truck stop and you figure, well, these guys are really wanting something more homey because after all you're inviting them you're attracting them with your big parking lot okay if if you're the first truck stop to bring back the diners mm-hmm. something can convenient for the truck driver it's gonna make every i'm telling you the first one does it they're all gonna start doing it because i believe this is what truck drivers want they want the convenience of of going in a place and not being rushed around where they can go, you know what, I'm here, let me just sit down, have a bowl of chili and a coffee and just relax here while Rosie, the waitress, waits on me. You know, it's just that's what they, they love that. Well, yeah, I mean, we were uh, on our way back from, I want to say it was when we were on our way back from Kentucky. I wanted to eat at one of them because I was, of course, hungry for, like, just home-cooked meals because we were off all the time. And... I believe we stopped at the Iron Skillet, and they had, like, the pork chop special, and they had, um, I think, a fish special, and they had, I want to say it was, like, fried chicken or something. It was some kind of chicken meal, but I don't remember what. I got steak for whatever reason. I ended up getting steak. You, I want to say, got the fish, but I'm not sure. And then they didn't have, like, a lot of the other choices because limitations on 
what they can now cook because a lot of them they're not getting some of the the customers like they used to because this was a little iron skillet Mm -hmm. so when you don't and it was during a wink so it's not like they were able to really give us a lot of choices off the menu or whatever because of they don't want to waste that that food right now because they weren't getting a large supply of it so i can understand that but it was a real small truck stop so there wasn't a Subway or McDonald's or any of that stuff in there. So that was really nice because when we went there, we were able to get that food. And the people that were coming in there were locals coming in to eat because they wanted the good home, you know, they wanted that kind of food too. They didn't want McDonald's or anything like that. I think they're taking away from the locals being able to get home-cooked meals too and and making them go to eat at those Yeah. I mean, they're getting all that stuff away from us. Yeah, I mean, if you want to go to, like, Bob Evans or Denny's, and, you know, that's a good suggestion. If, if you're a Bob Evans or a Denny's, start get. I would rather see a Bob Evans or a Denny's go into the truck stop. At least they are good breakfast places. They have good meals. You know, IHOP, you know, any one of those uh, companies would be way better for a truck stop than McDonald's. You know, see, see what their their problem is is they're thinking, okay, a guy stops in, and I I know how they think. First off, I don't blame a truck stop for make trying to make as much money as they can. When when you and I stopped at that truck stop, the loves the last loves, it seemed like they were catering more to the general public than they were to the truckers. The one off of I ten. Yeah, up there in yeah. Fort Walton Beach. It, it, they're you know it's like. All you do is you walk in. There's a McDonald's there. Get your gas. Get your get your soda. Your your no snack, hot dog, whatever you want, and and get out of here. And, you know, and yes, they're making a million dollars doing that. But if you're gonna call yourself a truck stop, if your if your title is truck stop, <laughs> then then your number one priority should be um, catering to the trucker. That's really what it, you don't use the trucker as as this this ruse. You know what I'm saying? Just mm-hmm. do yourself a favor and, and bring back, you know, taking care of the trucker. That's my my thoughts on this. Um, I want, Like I said, I want to play this tape with Sean, and uh, I, guess I, I guess I'm just looking to move on because, you know, I don't want to just keep ranting about this. Um, you know, write in. We're going to get emails. We always do. Write in and let us know. What What are you guys seeing out there on the road? Are you seeing, well, like Sean, he's everywhere. He's coast to coast. You know, are you seeing less and less uh, restaurants and diners and more and more fast food junk and garbage being shoved down the trucker's throat? Um, let us know. And 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 my suggestion on when I was talking to Sean is write into these companies. Is there a suggestion box? Go on their Facebook page. Go on their Twitter page. Go on their social media. If everybody gets together and, st- and starts, you know, s- throwing messages at these guys, hey, you know, we would we would bring back the good food. Yeah, we, we're you know we're sacrificing our lives for being out there, and we're out there for you know quite a while, and um, you know it's hard to find You're a place. Killing us with the Big Macs. Exactly. Um, so anyways, let's move on, and uh, I'll play this uh, portion with Sean, and, and we'll move on from there. Okay. So anyways, that was that, and here we are in AB5. Tell me about it. AB, AB this is really a cool, I, I, I found this article, and I thought, wow, this is a really great explanation for AB5, because a lot of people don't explain it right. 
I, I honestly don't know the details completely. Well, I, I keep I, getting information on it, but I don't really understand a lot of it. Well, I'll give you the gist. First off, California enacted AB5, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about it in a second. They enacted it like a couple years ago, and it just went, it's now going into effect. And really what it is is anybody that was like a subcontractor or a contractor in most cases now will have to be considered an employee unless they they meet the following guidelines and I'm going to excuse me I'm going to play that or not play but I'm going to read that for you but for example Uber an Uber driver a Lyft driver these guys because they're hired by a company and you know told what to do that makes them really an employee and so they're now saying, okay, these guys got to be a W-2 instead of a 1099. Well, how is that, how is that even going to be convenient? You know, it's, it's not. And, and I'll say this up front. Most trucking companies and Lyft and Uber, it's a convenience to hire somebody and pay them 1099. A lease purchase driver, a lease driver, an owner-operator, it's a convenience to hire them and not have to do their taxes because you have to now take out insurances. You have to file all kind of taxes for them. It actually costs you money, um, a lot of people don't know, in benefits and and all the stuff that you offer your regular employees. You now have to offer it to these these contractors. And, of course, the contractors, they don't want to become employees. Does that make sense to you? It makes perfect sense. So, so listen to this. AB5. Now listen to this, AB5, Assembly Bill 5, AB5. Um, it was uh, a bill that was signed into law in California. And of course, California, um, I mean, look, everybody picks on California, and, and I'm, I'm not going to be any different. I think they're idiots. I mean it, sincerely. They enact some of these, they're the ones that enacted the carbon law, where if you have a tractor trailer, if you have a tractor and it's, over two, uh, it's, it's older than 2010, even back in 2012, 2013, these guys were afraid to go into California because if you didn't have certain emissions on your truck, you were getting big fines if they caught you. So California is always the first ones, and they, everybody's saying with that a lot of states are going to follow this. I don't see why states would follow what California did. I'm serious because it's a very bad, it's a very bad inconvenience. So it says they they established AB5 in 2019. It established a strict ABC test to determine whether a worker is an employee or an independent contractor. So it says workers are assumed to be employees unless the employer can provide, approve the following. Here it is. You ready? A, that the worker is free from the control and direction of the hiring entity in connection with the performance of the work, both under the contract for the performance of the work and in, in fact. So, for example, J.B. Hunt, let's say they have a lease purchase and they hire a driver that's in California. They got to prove that that guy, okay, is not being directed by them because a contractor really comes in and does his own work. He, uh, most contractors, in most cases, they come in and they say, here's what I'm going to do, here's the job, and they do it, okay? Okay, if they can prove the following. B, uh, that the worker performs work that is outside the usual course of the hiring entity's business, and that the worker is customarily engaged in an independently established trade, occupation, or business of the same nature as the work performed, meaning this. If you're a if you're a, a contracted say you're a lease purchase driver, if you can prove that you do other if you use that truck and do other things for other companies on your own, then you're considered a a a a true uh, 
contractor that that could be paid on 1099 and not have to file as a W-2 worker. Okay, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So you, are you starting to understand what AB5 is now? Yeah. And, and it said the bill was introduced to guard workers against the exploitation of uh, by companies which hire gig workers in large numbers without providing them the same protections and benefits which would be afforded to company employees. Corporations such as Lyft and Uber were among the businesses which uh, were impacted by the policy. Now think about this. What I th- what it sounds like to me is. You know, California was one of those states that had a lot of migrant workers. Were you thinking the same thing? Um, that and state tax. Right. So think about, well, of course, they just, they want money. But at the same time, you know, a lot of businesses in California, see, California, they're not innocent. They were, these guys were reaping the benefits of taking people that were migrant workers, mainly Mexican workers, hardworking workers, and paying them next to nothing wages. Right. And just paying them under the table or 1099, and then just, you know, conveniently giving them a 1099 at the end of the year, showing they were making two bucks an hour or whatever they were ripping them off at, you know. And it might not have been that drastic, but it was definitely not up to par with with, with the rest right. of, of regular workers under a W-2 standard. Yeah, I mean, well, not only that, but... Um my uncle used to have a garment industry over there, and they would hire a lot of people, and they would pay them, which I'm not sure exactly what he paid or how he paid it. I know I'd done their taxes at one point. So your uncle was a slave laborer? No, I don't think they're a slave laborers. No. I don't mean slave, long ago slave. I just meant migrant workers paying them cheap wages. I don't know what he paid. They call I, that a slave labor. Yeah, but I don't know what they paid. I know they lost their company, and um, when everything went down to Me- to South America, when it, when everything went over to Mexico and they started doing all the work there, mm-hmm. I know that closed their business. But I don't know what he used to pay them, but what I was getting at is, I don't think it took much to, even though that you, I think, I think it was easy for them to pay people, I'm trying to think of the right way to word it where it's going to sound right. Like, it doesn't, I don't want to say it didn't matter if you didn't have your tax, like a social security number or anything. I'm talking about, like, if you're illegal, I think it was easy for them to get away with paying you. Yeah, of course. They took, they took advantage of people that coming across the border that needed to make money. That's serious. It's, it's no, I, I think a, it, a lot think, of them did. I think it was also they were able to, to swindle the government, too. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. Yeah, well, they were, a lot of companies were probably swindled. But, but okay, so now let's fast forward to, to AB5. Now, so California trying to step in and protect the migrant workers and those that were, and, and you know, and stop these people that were hiring, you know, uh, maybe even younger children and, and, and hiring um, just under the table and all this other stuff at cheaper wages to get away with stuff. Mm-hmm. Fa- fast forward that to now they're making this rule. But the problem is they're affecting, they're affecting hardworking people. You know, track the trail, you know, if you're a trucker and you're a lease purchase driver, you may stay out two, three weeks at a time working to pay for, you know, pay your, for your family. And then you've got Uber drivers and Lyft drivers and, and people that make tips. All these people are now going to be thrown into a W-2 position. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they're going to go after waitresses. 
I don't know, but here's here's my question, and this is only because I don't understand it 100%, and there's so many different sides of it that you can look at. Okay, so when you have a person that's coming into the working industry, right? Yeah. Let's just say it's someone that's not 100% legally in the United States. A lot of times, I mean, you hear a lot of people complain because they're not paying their taxes, they're not paying for their health insurance, they're not paying for all that. Is this going to now force them to pay those taxes and stuff because now they're considered a WQ? A W-2. Are they now going to be forced to pay? You have to show your... Yeah. When you fill out those paperwork, you either have to mark your U.S. citizen or you have to give um, another form of identification um, as a a person that's in the United States. I mean, I'm wondering if it's going to cut out some of that part of it. I would say that would be the good part where anybody that's working to to fraud the government, Mm -hmm. okay, but... But now go to again. Go to the go to the go to our industry, trucking. Right. You know what I mean. These guys are these guys. They get they a shouldn't t- have to. Right. They're they're running. They legally do their taxes uh, every year. They're paying what their taxes say they have to pay, and they're running under a 1099. And it's convenient for the trucker because he can make more money and buy his own benefits, which is a good thing. It's a win-win. I'm going to tell you. I my, here's my solution around it. You want to know what it is? Mm. Get an address out outside of California. Get your, I'm serious. If you're a trucker, you want to get around the California AB5 law, go to Nevada or Washington or Arizona, you know, one of the surrounding states and, you know, establish a address. And it's not hard to do. Establish an address in one of those states. And, and especially if you have family, if you have family, it's not that inconvenient. Fly, if you got family in Ohio, fly to Ohio, use their address, get your CDL transferred over to Ohio, and guess what? Now you can. Now you don't have to worry about AB five. I'm just saying until they get it straightened out, that you got to come up with something strategic. And I guarantee you, that's what I would do. If Florida did, if I was trucking right now, and in Florida, and they said, "Oh, well, now we got the AB five law," which I doubt. Governor DeSantis would ever do that, okay? But I like Governor exactly compared to Newsom. But the bottom line is, and, and again, I don't want to get political on the show. But if it that happened here and I was a driver, I, I would I would fly to Pennsylvania to one of our relatives and I would establish residency under there, and I would just get my mail there and just let and and pay them to forward it to me. Guarantee you, family and friends will help you out like that. And if you're a trucker, you can just get through there every once a month and pick up your mail, but. Or you can just use a P.O. box and have stuff mailed to your home state, but still have your CDL somewhere else. The only issue there is, the problem is, some of these trucking companies, they're going to say, well, you got to have your license where you're domiciled, and that's the law. DOT requires that. But you know what? There's a lot of companies that look the other way when a driver's inconveniently inconvenienced like this. And I'm going to tell you something, truthfully, if you're a trucking company and you want want to get a couple extra drivers i i would allow i really would you 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 know i would allow somebody to have their license somewhere else just because of the law that's going down that's i'm just telling you what i would do personally well here's here's the other thing what happens all right so in the state of california you're losing your 1099 ability but if you're a corporation what does that say you know what's funny is there's really a lot going on there even the guy that owns his own truck 
it, um, they're saying that if he is leased on to somebody, he's under their control, right? But if you're a corporation, if you're like Troy, Troy Austin Trucking LLC, you're still your own corporation. Well, I guess if you have your own authority number and DOT number and you use their brokerage to book your own loads maybe they they could get away with it that way but they've got to prove that they're not under they're not that that the guy that's doing work for them is not under their control because if he's under their control they're saying then he's an employee what about the fact that you can you can turn loads down that's what i was thinking too it's all no force dispatch if you're an owner operator or lease purchaser i don't all i know is it's getting juicy and you know what i'm rooting for the truck driver i'm rooting for the uber and the lyft driver i'm rooting for everybody that that's making an extra dollar mike you know it's funny you look at like some of these guys that are like lease purchase guys Right, you know, maybe they're bringing home three thousand dollars on average. Some of them twenty five hundred, some of them four grand. Before they were making a lot more. That's pennies compared to what these lawmakers are making. These lawmakers are la- they laugh at three thousand dollars a week. An Uber, what does an Uber driver bring home? Oh my gosh, they can. It's pro- t- I guess it's hit and miss. Some days they might get maybe a thousand bucks in a week or whatever the case is. Uh, I, it depending on their area. And I think you're right about what you said. They're just after the taxes more than anything. It has to be something like that because here's the thing. As a as a ten nine nine, right, you get write offs as a, an owner of like if they're gonna try and take the ten nine nine off of the driver, mm-hmm. there's gonna be a jam in his tax benefits because he's not gonna be able to claim certain tax write offs as a corporation like he would if he was a W two. So there's gonna be a really big fallout in that to me in that aspect because there's stuff that you can claim and if they're going to on a W-2, I don't know because I don't know enough about those tax portions of it. I don't know what you're able to do. I think that would be definitely something that if we have a a friend in the tax industry, that might be something that we would have to definitely in the future talk to them about and see what the drivers um, are able to still get as far as their tax write-offs and stuff that they're going to lose. They're going to have to be aware of this stuff, especially with it taking effect. This is taking effect with the last six months of the year, and that affects your court, your your taxes then for the next year. You know what else is just a convenience? Also, the Supreme Court refused to hear the case. Exactly. So I, I believe it's kicking in now or any day now this new law goes into effect, and I guess people are scrambling, and I don't know. Are there companies just saying, okay, uh, let's hope we don't get caught? Um, They'll stop hiring in California, period. Well, no, there's a lot of companies that already have backed away from California because of this. But you know what? We will obviously stay on this story and be watching it and reporting on it and, and you know, praying. I hope, hope for the truck driver's sake in California, you know, um, that, you know, they find a way around this or maybe that it gets reversed because it's absolutely, it's, it's, it's appalling you know, when you make a law that is going to affect that many, to make a law that's going to affect that many people is insane. And I guess we're going to find out over the next couple of weeks or months the fallout of, of what happened. Anyways, moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Ruth, and I got one last thing I'd like to talk about. Um, I seen an article about the railroad workers. 
um, engineers, caboose drivers. I totally had, you know the song? Uh, I've been working on it. No, 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 no. No, I think it's by the, uh, is it by the, by the motels, the chain gang? It's an old 80s song. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it came in my head. Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, you know, you know when we were doing the mic checks this morning? Okay, and, and you went, Mary had a little lamb, her fleece was white as snow. Yeah. Everywhere that Mary went, what was it, a lamb? The lamb was sure to go. The lamb was sure to go. I mean, a lot of kids don't, I don't do they even learn that today? Um, I think that a lot of moms still teach a lot of the nursery rhymes to their kids. Anyways. But I could tell you when you were saying it, it made me think of, what was that comedian? What I was thinking about was Sesame Street. <laughs> that's what, the, the one that tried to be the comedian. No, no, no. When the guy's oh, like. he's a singer. That's it. No, it was, I don't know. He was, he's like. Um, Pretenders. That's what it is. Instead of Mary had a little light, lamb, Ruthann, he said, Mary had a bicycle. Mary had a bicycle. Bicycle. Remember that? Yeah. And he said, um, Mary had a bicycle, a bicycle, a bicycle, and it was red as fire. And every time she wanted a ride, wanted a ride, wanted a ride, every time she wanted a ride, it had a flat tire. <laughs> <laughs> that's Sesame Street. Well, that's, you, you reminded me of that when, when you said that. Anyways, I'm, I'm going way off the track here. Speaking of tracks, let's come back to the railroad workers. Yeah, it was the pretenders. So the, the article talked about they just missed a strike. The railroad did. But what they did was they post the Biden administration stepped in because do you know how big a railroad strike would be on the trucking industry? Do you know how much freight J.B. Hunt and all these big giant companies? You ever see CSX? Well, exactly. How many times do we see a train going by and there's like 10 billion, 10 million, 10 million, 10 million. How, How many times have we seen 25 billion J.B. Hunt trucks or whatever on the back of a... Did I ever tell you that Troy likes to exaggerate just a smidgen? Okay, so it wasn't 25 billion, but how many times have we seen a lot of trailers being shipped across the country, right? Yes, yes. Well, imagine a strike. (laughs) Sorry. Well, just imagine imagine a railroad strike. These They would all have to now be delivered by truck. It would be worse than when the pandemic hit because there's absolutely... Zero chance of probably half the freight getting... There's, there's no trucks. <laughs> it's just crazy. It would be crazy. Exactly. Plus, we have a truck shortage right now. And just imagine the race. I can tell you this. Uh, truckers are probably hoping it happens. It's September. That's why I giggled. <laughs> well, what I'm getting at is September is the deadline. Okay. For... They, they postponed. They extended the strike. So, and, and guess... Guess what the percent of railroad workers voted to strike? Guess what the percent is? 98.5. Whoa. That means that means out of 100 workers, one and a half, or just say one person said, no, maybe we shouldn't strike. Let's, let's just keep the same wages. But it was, no. There's two brothers. <laughs> but no, I'm serious, though. So when almost... Ready all, to retire two brothers that didn't want to mess with anything. <laughs> when, when 100%... Almost 100% of the company says, let's strike. We're sick of the wages, blah, blah, blah. Because, you know, they're overworked. They, they work ungodly hours, the railroad workers, because they're short on people. So now they're saying, listen, we want some huge, huge uh, raises here or we're going on strike. So you've got about two months, because we're going into August on Monday. You've got two months. 
And if they don't come up with a contract for these railroad, and I guarantee, just about guarantee you they will, they're going to get what they want. Because if they don't, there's going to be a, an insane strike. And they say within three days, it'll have the country upside down because of the amount of freight that's on those railroads coming across the country out of the ports. Mm-hmm. It's It would be, just imagine the backup. I yeah, mean, all those containers that we, I mean, constantly those containers that are coming in and out. Exactly. So the only other thing that I was curious about, because, I mean, the ports are had a big issue to begin with also. So... If they, there's other stuff that they ship on the trains. I mean, don't they do grain and other? I mean, yeah. I mean, there's, like there's other stuff other than yeah, these containers. Metal, this metals come from the, out of the country, foods, different foods. I mean, these ports are loaded with. Let's get out. Let's not even think of the ports themselves. Let's just think of. Well, it. that's where the that's where that stuff comes in at. I know that. I'm just talking about step away from the ports and look at it, the stuff that's staying in the country, not going from port to port. You know what I'm saying? What about it? Well, there's still stuff. I mean, our grains aren't going from a port and coming onto containers and going on the, sh- on the, on the trains. They're staying, they're coming from, from in the Midwest where... Where we ship our own grains. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to talk to you about. Okay, well, we already do that. Is what, I'm not understanding what you're saying. What are you saying? Moving on. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, though, as far as... You kept saying ports, and you kept saying about the ports, and I just was saying, let's even just step away from the ports and just say what's going inside. Oh, you're saying we're already busy enough. Is yeah, inside, we don't even... if Because, you know, there were so many jam-ups at the ports where even when, the, when stuff wasn't coming onto our soil, per se, because the ports themselves were jammed, we still had a lot of stuff going inside the U.S. that was just going from station to station within our country, not even coming into the port. That would That's what I was trying to say, is even if we didn't even look at that part of it, it would cause such, you know, like so much problems because of being inside of it, you know. Mm-hmm. They understand what I'm saying. Okay. It might have went over your head, but... My fellow fellow friends here, they got it. Okay. I get it. I really do get it. I just wasn't thinking in that direction. Anyways. So bottom line is we'll be watching that also, especially come September when contracts are due. Um, will there be a strike? Keep your eyes on it, folks. Moving on. Moving on? All right. You've got the marijuana. Talk to me about this, Ruthann. You- what was that? I was going to play that song for you and it just really slowed down so it kind of screwed up what I was going to do. So Yeah, remember we got to watch what we play. It was um, the Pretenders back on the chain gang that I was... Right, and unfortunately when you play that and then it goes on the social media, then yeah, I know, you get that's punished right. by Facebook. Uh-huh. So you don't want to play that. No. So the marijuana thing... Yeah, talk to me about it. After you're done yawning. I can't help it. It's that stupid deviated septum. So I'm just going to read the whole article. I mean, it's not long, but I'm going to read it so that I don't screw up any of the words. All right, let's hear it. Okay, so marijuana legalization not linked to traffic accidents, study shows. So on overdriveonline.com. Allie, by Cheech and Chong? 
Was this article from... No, I'm just kidding. No, it was Alec Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> so, marijuana and all its related and derivative products represent thorny legal territory for the trucking industry. But despite decades of claims of reefer madness, its legalization appears to have no impact on traffic accidents, according to the new report from academics at the University of Arkansas, Iowa State University, and the University of Tennessee. So these three universities all came up with the same study saying that the legalization of reefer madness has not done anything. So they, there's no increase in accidents because of pot smokers. That's what they're saying. Hey, um, numbers don't lie. I it, mean, if, if it's true numbers. That's what it's saying. It says the paper's authors analyze heavy truck crash data for years 2005 to 2019. So the results haven't been skewed by the pandemic, but saw many fewer drivers on the road, but more severe crashes and more speeding among many drivers, particularly those who share the road with the professionals. Researchers then basically looked at the heavy truck crashes before and after states enacted a form of legalization or otherwise otherwise liberalized hmm. rules around marijuana consumption. They found some states fared better and some worse after legalization, but the trend overall pointed down. Vermont and Washington, for instance, saw large crash reductions, while Nevada, on the other hand, experienced a big increase, according to the study. So once they did experience a big increase in accidents where a bunch of other ones did not. Mm -hmm. It says the paper does not suggest that marijuana use represents a safe choice for commercial vehicle operation and indeed cities other research that shows THC, the principal psychoactive component of the plant, diminishes driver's ability to perform key tasks such as maintaining the correct road position quickly reacting to unexpected events and focusing on the task at hand. The study cities past research finding the people high on marijuana tend to compensate for their impairment by slowing down and driving more cautiously, but that experienced marijuana users show virtually no function impairment while driving under the influence of THC alone. In the end, the study's authors chalk up the road safety improvements in states with marijuana legalized to its impacts on alcohol abuse, which data shows really does seem to drive increased crash numbers. In essence, when marijuana becomes legal, many people, including the most dangerous cohort of drivers, young men, that's what it says, I didn't add it, reduce their problem drinking behaviors and increase their marijuana consumptions. So when you're allowed to smoke weed, you drink less. That's what it's coming up to. And they're saying that... You eat more. You're munchies. That's where McDonald's will come more happier to people in the truck stops. It's all been a coup. (laughs) (laughs) You you know, honestly, um, again, you know, everybody has their own opinions. I would say that I definitely would like to see less people drinking. Um, Talk CDL has a video that we obtained from a company um, recently, they sent us this video of a driver, their driver, that was, um, they got a phone call, I guess, from the police in Pennsylvania, and here their driver was stone cold drunk. And when I say stone cold drunk, we got the video of this guy driving, 
because they have a dash cam. Mm-hmm. And this guy was, this guy went up a bank and almost took out a bridge. I mean, literally on the turnpike, he went up the bank with the tractor trailer and this, and came back down. I mean, how crazy is that? So he went up the bank, missed the bridge, and then um, they showed him on the side of the road where he's like doing maybe five miles an hour, 15 miles an hour, and he's knocking down like, you know, like left curve signs. He's just running them over just out of convenience. And it's like, talk about obvious, we know that alcohol impairs your judgment altogether. I mean, mm-hmm. I've, we've all been, you know, past what we should have been drinking. And that's scary. That is very scary thinking, man, I'm glad I wasn't driving. Mm-hmm. I mean, how the hell, if you can't even remember where you were, how do you get home? And um, there's, a, there's guys that actually every year, get in a tractor trailer with alcohol and they drive it. That's so scary. Yeah. And that's, and a lot of these guys, I I believe any guy that gets in a truck really wasted is probably a guy that's an alcoholic because most guys with sense are not going to even think about touching alcohol. It'll ruin your job, your career. Plus it could kill someone or kill yourself or hurt someone. And, uh, it's, 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 it really has a grip on some people. Alcohol does. And it's, it's scary. Um, marijuana, you know, I got, I've got friends that smoke weed and, and they all testify that they can, they, you know, it's, they can drive. There's no issues at all. Blah, blah, blah. That's up to, I, I'm not a weed smoker. So, um, you know, I, I just assume, you know, um, be home if I'm going to have a drink and, uh, just, you know, do the right thing. I agree. Yeah. Anyways, um, that's that's my podcast for the week, Ruth. And I, I uh, uh, do you have the word of the day with you today? I do. Word genius. Word genius, folks. Word genius is a company that will send you the word of the day every day if you sign up for it. It's free. It's made us smarter. And I, I'll tell you honestly, they're not our sponsor. We've we've been um, advertising for them for the last couple uh, million years, only because. We like it, and uh, I'm sure it helps them, and it it's, uh, helps our audience. What, what do you got for a word? Decorticate. Decorticate? Decorticate. Decort. Decorticate. Is it C-O-U-R-T, or is it C-O-R? C-O-R. D-E-C-O-R-T-I-C-A-T-E. Tell me, what does it mean? Remove the bank, or bank, remove the bark rind or husk from like when you peel the husk off of a corn yeah that's called decorticating decorticating Mm -hmm. so if you're gonna remove bark from a tree you're decorticating Mm -hmm. there you go wow peel an orange decorticating yeah i'm really so glad that we just say hey peel an orange hey he just knocked the bark off no he decorticated no i i I it sounds bad there decorticated it doesn't sound it does it sounds like a bad word it sounds like he pooped back there he decorticated you're you're thinking about defecating and i know what it meant i'm just saying that's what it kind of reminded me of he decorticated he did what (laughs) don't you dare do that back there Okay, now that Ruthann's going off. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ruthann, we're out of here. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord.